Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to episode number 18 of Amber on Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to share with you something that is one of the best feelings that I have in my life. My favorite feeling is when I get a sense of clarity, when I'm dealing with a problem or just having a, just a thought in general, and all of a sudden the light dings on in my head and I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, that makes sense. This they're putting the this is gives this all coming together and I'm putting the pieces together and I'm understanding that this is the reason why and I'm here in this situation and what I need to do or how I need to perceive this and what's going on. You know, and sometimes it happens in such a it's just a major way or it's such a significant breakthrough that it gives me goosebumps. And 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 it's such a, a huge event, and it's something that I tend to remember for a long time too. Maybe not my entire life, but I remember it for a long time. And 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 that's what happened to me, where I got goosebumps from clarity. That's what happened to me when I listened to this episode of the TED Radio Hour. TED Radio Hour, one of my favorite shows of all time because they take all the TED Talks that have to do with specific subject matter. They reduce them down into, well, he, well, they, there's a team, but they reduce them down, and Guy Raz hosts the show. They reduce them down into one one-hour show, and they cover usually between three or four TED Talks. And I mentioned this before on the show, but I bring it up again because it's a really, really valuable for- formula, and it's not lost on me the fact that my formula for my podcast works very similarly in that I take the podcast with this subject matter that I like the most and reduce it down further. So without further ado, let's get to this clarity and start the show. Mindfulness. Mindfulness has been super, super, super trendy lately. I talk about it a lot. I talk about meditation. I talk about attention. I talk about focus. I talk about distraction. And this is pretty commonplace. I mean, at this point, it's a pretty trite subject matter that people are talking about. Oh, it's been less time on social media. And oh, it's been less time on the internet. And oh, be more mindful. And oh, meditate. And oh, take time for yourself. And oh, make sure you're taking time to unplug. Like, you know, I admit, I'm I'm at fault for this as well. And I I realize that there are trends and there are topics that are going on out there, and they're for a reason. Not only is it something that, of course, is trending and it's in the news and that's what's going on with our society, but it's because it's a problem. It's a problem that we're trying to solve as a species. We're trying to figure out exactly how we can manage this better. And one of the key tools that's been discussed and been shared is meditation and mindfulness. The idea to the the idea is to bring your attention back to the present moment so that you can take in the things that are around you and the life that you're experiencing now. Now, why would that be so important? Why would that be coming up and being such a hot topic now today with what we're dealing with? Well, the reason is is because our attention is being grabbed consistently, constantly, all day, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year by the internet, by our phones, by our opportunity to stay connected. And what has resulted is a new environment that that is vying for our attention. We have created within the last, you know, 10, 15 years with technology, we've created a completely new environment that which we have to contend with in order to battle for attention. We're on a new battleground, so to speak. And because it's a new battleground and because it's happening so consistently and all the time, we as a species are having a hard time figuring out exactly how we need to manage this. Our attention is being grabbed all over the place and being directed to different things throughout the day. And the level of attention and the level of mind that we're paying to, to these distractions and to these our devices is has reached a point where people are referring to it as an addiction. We're addicted to constantly checking in and being connected with our devices, which is why it comes up a lot in the media and in the news story and why I'm talking about news stories and why I'm talking about it now. 
Now, the difference and the epiphany and the clarity that I got from listening to this podcast came from exactly how we got to the situation. I understand where we are, whatever. Again, that's really the boring part. That's not very motivating. It doesn't help me. What does help me is the explanation that is discussed in this, t- in this TED Radio Hour episode and that years ago, 10 years ago, when Google and Facebook were designing their business plan and their business model, they decided to be free. And because they decided to provide this service and their products for free, we had to redesign exactly how they were going to be profitable. How are they still going to benefit and get revenue? And how are these entrepreneurs going to be rewarded for this great work that they've done? What was going to be the setup? So they decided that they would sell advertising in order to provide the service for free. Now, there's another industry that took that was that was growing and and going through a transformation that took place around the same time. And that was the television industry. And you had, you know, technology coming around and the Internet coming around and things were really, really changing. And they thought, oh, maybe we'll make television free, you know, on the Internet, like like Wikipedia. And then HBO and Netflix came along. and They said, no, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. We'll provide you with really great content. You just pay for a subscription and we'll make sure you're taken care of. And bam, we're in the peak era of television now with all of this great product for us to consume as a result of changing the marketplace that way. Now, in the case of the Internet and in the case of social media and Facebook, that's not the setup. It's free. So how are they going to make money? They have to sell advertising. How do they sell advertising? They have to guarantee that they're going to keep you engaged. That's the entire substance basis that the entire industry is built upon capturing your attention for advertisers so that you want to engage. So every time you're getting on the internet and every time you're getting on Facebook, social media, Instagram, whatever, whatever, that's what's happening to you. I never really understood exactly why this was taking place or exactly why it was so overarching that it was taking a hold of everyone and why and everything and why everyone was explaining it as an addiction. Tristan Harris is a former design design ethicist at Google and he is on this episode again. He's one of my favorite people and he he runs the Center for Humane Technology and he's all about changing the way that we use technology so that it, we can live in a more humane world because we are working with this meat suit, he calls it, this body and this science and the way that our brain is built. We are are in this, it's been developed, you know, as a species for the last 300,000 years. Like, we're not going to change the way that we're reacting to the world around us. We build the world and we make the world, you know, the world that we build, we make it so that the architecture works with our architecture, except for the case of the internet, except for the case of Google and Facebook. And again, he speaks mostly on, on these big, big tech companies that have the farthest, the furthest reach. It makes the most sense. And there's a really, there's a really great analogy that he uses in order to, to explain exactly how we're interacting with technology and the internet. And he says that there's, he gives this example that there's one industry that makes more money than movies, game parks, and baseball combined. There's one industry, and that industry is slot machines. Slot machines make more money than movies, game parks, and baseball combined. And why is that? You know, I think that I think that it's interesting because if you're like me, and I think most people are probably this way, you probably know someone who loves a slot machine, like who is obsessive about a slot machine, who just like wants to go to Vegas for a slot machine, loves slot machines, goes to Windstar for slot machines, slot machines, slot machines, slot machine is their game. And the way slot machines work is that you put a tiny, tiny bit of money in and you get to see what you get. You get to just push the button and see what happens. Put the money in, see what happens. Each turn, you get a, a new result, a new outcome, and you're excited, this anticipation to see exactly what it's going to be. 
Well, slot machines, gambling can be an addiction, and so can the internet, because it's the same thing. Tristan Harris points out that, you know, each time you check your email, what am I going to get? Each time you check social media, what am I going to get? Each time you Google something, what am I going to get? You're playing this game all the time, and it is, in, in fact, addictive. That's the way our brains work. That's the way we're designed. That's what we're attracted to. And we're attracted to this kind of result and this output that's built specifically for us to keep us engaged so that we can sell, they can sell more advertising. It's just the way the industry is set up. At some point, we all decided that this is going to be acceptable for the way we are going to deal with this technology. We decided that the internet should be free, everybody should have access, and therefore we have it set up this way. And it's hindering us. It's keeping us away and keeping us from our living up to our full potential when we could change the design and make it work with the architecture that we have in between our ears so that it really serves to benefit us and not distract us and not hold us back. When you think about things like how often should you receive a notification? How often should you be alerted of something? You know, everybody accepts the notifications from these different apps on our phone, but you don't realize that there's a there's a complete there's an entire team of of software developers and engineers that are behind that app designing it to make sure that you are more prompted to want to touch it, to want to click on it, to want to engage. Scientists and researchers are actively working to understand exactly how your mind works so that you are more likely to engage and to click on the app via the colors and so on. There's a guy named Jaron Lanier who gives an amazing TED Talk. I'll link it in the show notes. I highly suggest you guys give it a listen or watch. And he explains that every penny that Facebook or Google earns is because somebody believes that they are successfully manipulating somebody else. So what started as advertising can't really be called advertising anymore because it's behavior modification now. Now that's the result that they're looking for in order to quantify this advertising. So if you roll it back to Tristan Harris's example, it's like you have these, you know, it, it, these distractions right next to you all the time. And it's not as if it's in Vegas, you know, if you are going to be gambling or using the stop machine, you're just like, oh, I just, I just won't go to Vegas. I won't distract myself. But here we have all these things on our phones right next to your alarm clock. It's going to be distracting you. You don't really have a choice. Because this is the world that we've designed and the way that we're living in it. And you have all these little casinos just right around, like, vying for your attention on your phone that you can't really get away from. And the point that I think that isn't really pointed out very often is the fact that it doesn't make a difference who you are. It doesn't mean you're a bad or a worse person because you give in to these things and you choose to use them or because you're reacting to them the way that they are designed to have you react. You know, I think that that for me, especially a lot of the information that I've heard and the feedback that I've heard and the the accounts and the articles that I've read really make it seem it's like the the smart people and the not smart people, those that are using their phones and those that are not using their phones. And I don't think it has anything to do with that. And that's what I the clarity that I understood and the clar- clarity that I got from this episode is that it's this is the way the industry was designed in order for us to start to make changes that will allow us to be more mindful, be more in the present moment and get some of our brain capacity and our attention back for ourselves and taken away from these other people and these other developers. The way that we can enact change is to change the industry itself and how it's set up. So I'm not one to ever bring up a whole list of problems without some sort of opportunity for improvement or solution here. The one that I prefer the most, the one that I thought was the most helpful and really 
help me understand exactly what we're dealing with here is the one that was presented in Jaron Lanier's ta- uh, TED Talk. And what he says is that in order to change this, we have to change the industry and how it is making money. So maybe we don't make it free. Maybe the Google isn't free and Facebook isn't free. Social networks aren't free and search engines aren't free. And you pay for the content, the information, the use, the convenience that you want. And maybe it's subscription or maybe it's, you know, by the amount of time you use or maybe you pay up front. Who knows? Well, we'll, I'm sure we can figure it out. There are lots of options. But, you know, like in the example of, of HBO and Netflix, sometimes when you make people pay for something, it gets better and improvements can be made. And I think the first step toward making any improvement or correcting any problem mistake is to acknowledge that you have one to begin with. And so what we need are for these these empirical tech companies to acknowledge the fact that what we're doing is wrong, that we're hurting society, we're not allowing people to fully have attention in their lives and to decide exactly what they want to do and when they want to do it because we're constantly bombarding them with distractions and putting ideas and thoughts in their minds that aren't authored by them. You wake up in the morning, you turn over your phone, whatever you see is something that's not a result of what came out of your mind. You're being presented with whatever's being offered to you based on whatever you've downloaded onto your phone, based on whoever got to you first and who convinced you that they needed a part of your time, a piece of your time, whatever that may be. Maybe it's your email, it's your text messages. That's my favorite thing to say is that email and text are everyone else's agenda for your time. That's only scratching the surface of this. You start to look at Instagram and all of a sudden you're flooded with thoughts about, I don't know, direct smile and how to flatten your tummy with tea. You didn't come up with this shit. This is the stuff that you're just seeing. And now your brain is flooded with these thoughts and however you go off from there, wherever your brain takes you. When you could be protected, you could be limited, you could be protected and thought of and taken care of when... When you're managing your time, when people are asking you to be involved, when you have a piece of technology that is in your face that you're going to be using as your alarm clock, as your phone, whatever, but is still making sure that you're not being overly distracted, there's a separate place for that and a separate time. You know, technology is a new thing, and we're all we're all learning how to use it here. So I think it's important to acknowledge when there's been an error and a mistake in the way that we've been managing it and to go back and fix it. And we're certainly capable of that now, no problem. The center... For Humane Technology. Tristan Harris is one of their founders, co-founders, and they are on a mission. It is their mission statement to make technology better for all of us. A lot of the ideas that I presented to you today are exactly what Tristan talks about on this episode, and I highly suggest taking a look at their website. I'll link it in the show notes, but they have a lot of tips to help you reduce or manage technology better. Anything from, this is one of my favorite ones, and something that I heard on the show and I am I, I started doing it almost immediately, but you can actually change the setting of your phone to make it grayscale so there's no color. And what it does is it changes the way your brain is being stimulated. So overall, you'll feel calmer, but also it changes the likelihood that you are to engage in certain apps. You know, those little badge icons that have like the red number, show you how many emails you have or text messages or whatever. Without the color, you don't feel a sense of urgency. Uh, without the color of anything, you don't feel a sense of urgency. And, and because your brain isn't being activated by the color that it sees. Even having your phone, you know, open on the home screen isn't so jarring. And so you're not looking at it all the time. It's, it's truly, I've only been doing it for two days, but it really does change the way you interact with your phone. They have other resources on there as well. Time management, things that blur your Facebook news feed. I mean, it's, it's super cool, the things that they've come up with. They also have volunteer opportunities. 
I'm really, really excited to see people doing this work and having this conversation because it's something that, you know, I've tried to connect these dots in my own mind, like what's going on between mindfulness and attention and and the media and, you know, all this fake news and, you know, how are we using technology and what is it doing to us? And this is the first time that I've ever heard someone explain it in a way that makes sense and seems hopeful. It's something that I can grab onto, sink my teeth into, and then I can work on myself and help spread the news and help spread the option, help spread the future of what we have as an opportunity for us today and that we aren't completely stunted. But it does take a conversation. It takes understanding where we've been and where we are so that we can start to make adjustments for ourselves and for those coming after us so we can do more good for more people most of the time. Woo! That was a... That was pretty intense. You know, I'm pretty hardcore. I realize that I'm a super hype and I try not to make my podcast too too preachy. That's not my mission. I, I really, you know, want to be able to explain things and open up a conversation without being a preachy, bougie, judgmental bitch. And so I certainly hope that that came across today. I certainly am trying my best. And I and I really, I think this is a very, very important topic to discuss. And I think it's an important thing for us all to understand. And it's really important to me. It's really important to me and my relationships I find a big difference in those that'll kind of let me in and having a real conversation. I can tell I'm really getting all their attention and those who do not. And it has a lot more, it has, it's much more often in person where I can tell that somebody is really engaged when they have their phone and somebody who isn't. And I'm sure that all of you can tell that too. So I'm all about doing more good. I'm all about having more connections with people. And so I certainly hope this helps you have more connections to other people around you and that I have helped you understand exactly how we've gotten here so we can all do it better and do more good. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And please, if you like the show, please subscribe, leave me a review, a rating, I would appreciate it. I want to make sure I'm doing a great job for you guys. And that's how you can let me know. Until next time, thank you. Love you. Bye. All right. This week's podcast recommendation is Science versus on Gimlet Media. Gimlet Media has the best podcast for sure. I don't know who produces all these great fucking podcasts, but they have a lot of wonderful ones. So Science versus basically they take any of these little topic having to do with opioids or maybe the ketogenic diet. And they say, this is what people think. This is the actual science. Takes about 30, 20 minutes. The host, I think she's South African, but she has a really cool accent. And it's really great. It's really, it's a really great show. It's really greatly produced. I really enjoy the music and her voice is cool and they interview cool people. It's sort of like an updated, cooler, hipper version of Radiolab. Yeah. So check it out. I'll link it in the show notes. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) 